Here's the thing. Saving money with Geico is almost better than playing pickup basketball. Because there's always that guy who joins your game. He never passes the rock, he constantly bricks threes, and he'll completely hack you and then put his hands up and say, no foul, no foul. With GEICO, it's easy to switch and save on car insurance. No need to fake an ankle sprain because you're absolutely exhausted. So switch and save with GEICO. It's almost better than sports. The only way is through. A new podcast in partnership with iHeartRadio and Under Armour. Players, coaches, and athletes will share intimate and personal stories of performing at the highest level. This season, Notre Dame women's basketball coach Muffet McGraw is battling a losing record. Every game knowing you're supposed to win, that really weighs heavy on your shoulders. And I think I said at one point, wouldn't it be great to be the underdog again? My husband said, be careful what you wish for. And here we are. Listen to The Only Way is Through, available now on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, good morning, sunshines. Welcome to Mini Crush. The Earth says hello. Noel, Noel and Chuck say hello. <laughs> so, Noel, yep. I think we have to talk about Okay, what okay, we, all right, okay. So, guys, we came in here and had a eight minutes of solid gold uh, in the can. It was. And Noel all of a sudden went, hmm. Your waveform on the screen is way too small. That is not a healthy looking waveform. I don't think we're recording. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, Chuck. If anybody wants to hear just my side of that, we can release that as an outtake with the quiet, weedy Chuck sound in the background. But no, I wasn't going to fly. You guys are you guys deserve better than that. So we we're doing a mulligan. We're doing a intro mulligan. But it is a mulligan. Let me get my script back out. Okay, and see where we okay. left off. Uh, how's it going? You know, it's good. Uh, I'm a little I'm a little flustered. That I'm I'm not ashamed to say that. What? Uh, because that happened? Yeah, Chuck. No, I don't fucking care. I dude. know, dude. But I it was it was it's all good. It was not a good look for me. That's Chuck. never happened. Okay, that's fair. We're drunk. We are. We're high as balls. It's nuts. I uh, I can't believe I could even figure out how to turn <laughs> the computer on. You know, I'm about to pluck a button off this uh, peyote plant. Button? We're gonna get down. What do you mean a, bu- a button? That's what they're called. Oh, really? Peyote. It's oh. like a little uh, bud. It's like I thought a little they were button. cactuses. Well, yeah, but on the cactuses, I think they call it a button. Okay. It's a little outgrowth. Is that the same as micro dots? <laughs> I, don't, I know. don't know. I've never done peyote. <laughs> I haven't either. No, I just I just learned everything I've learned about that stuff. I've learned from like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah, or mm-hmm. the Doors. Mm-hmm. The Doors. Yeah. <laughs> or my friend John. Shout out to John. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, so we 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 should catch up again. I don't feel like that's disingenuous. No, of course not. Uh, we haven't talked since the walk-in episode came out. Yes, that's true. Um, and I couldn't help but notice that on social media there was a slight mini backlash. A mini, just like a mini crush. Yeah, I got mini crushed a bit. No, it was fine. It was like ninety-nine percent of people were awesome yeah. and thought it was great. And the people that. I'm not saying the people that had a uh, took issue were not awesome. You were still awesome. Of course. But here's my theory, Noel. Yep. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Some people get legitimately upset at stuff like this. And I think those are people that might have something from their past, like a, a legitimate uh, uh, duping in yeah. their own life that this may trigger. That's fair. And I mean – Just a 
armchair psychology take. I, I, yeah, and, and, and I think that's totally fair. And I, I do want to say that this could not have been less mean-spirited. Some April Fool's pranks are yeah. kind of nasty, and this one Dude, is the just the one where like, I quit stuff you should know. That People should have been mad at that. Yeah. Because that was not fun and right, cool. Right, because people... <laughs> People need their stuff you should know. I think people uh, were relieved, so I got off the hook. That's fair. That's good. But that's, this one that, wasn't mean. No, it wasn't mean, and it was very funny. And let's be honest. As good an impressionist as Kevin Pollack is. Oh, so many people are all over it. Like, yeah. Kevin Pollack. Of course it's Kevin Pollack. I mean, it's, yeah. and, and it's, you know, people just forget that it's April 1st. Yeah. When something like that happens, if something smells a little fishy uh-huh. on April 1st, yeah. you got to know it's an <laughs> April Fool's joke. That's just... I feel like that's April Fool's 101, dude, you know? I, mean, I know, but, you know, apparently there are rules. There were people that said, like, you have to reveal by noon, which— Noon? I, yeah, the, no, I played two April Fool's jokes in my life. I'm not yeah. an April Fool's guy. That's the big irony here. Where, what is, what, what, where are these rules? This isn't, I have no idea. This isn't nom. But I did feel genuinely bad that, like, the people that got, like, for real upset, I'm sorry. Yeah, just trying to have a little fun. Oh no, it was fun, and uh, and, th- and almost everyone loved it. And did you mean to not post the picture at first? I think some people were like, <laughs> "We know it's not real because he didn't post a picture." All right, so here's the deal. I didn't want uh, Coop, the Robo Coop, Aaron Cooper, our Photoshop genius and friend, to. Uh, I didn't want to ruin it for him. I got in touch with him about a month ago, and I found this picture of Christopher walking in the wild at an airport with this guy that looked like uh, that's mm. probably the picture to use. Yep. And uh, I didn't want to ruin the joke for Coop. So I emailed him and then I was like, you know what? Forget it. Don't worry about it. Then after he had listened to the episode, he I think he emailed me or something and was like, hey, I, I think this is what you're talking about. So then I got him to do it. Put it up and only left it up for a couple of hours because some yeah. people thought it was a really bad Photoshop and blew it. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was okay too. And other people were like, "See, it's there. He is. It's yeah, I'm proof. not. I'm not some kind of forensic Photoshop guy or whatever." But I thought he did a great job. I, well, he always does a great job. And then afterward, the even be- the even better part was he started photoshopping the Photoshop where I think he switched your faces. Well, yeah, and then other people and then, became a mini yeah. meme. Oh, it's great. No, that's good. <laughs> mini memes on mini crush. Uh, it was a lot of fun though. I enjoyed it as well, Chuck. I have to say I haven't listened to the whole thing yet, but yeah. I, I look forward to hearing. I think you said there were some outtakes because you cracked up a few times and, yes. and then Ramsey. That was cut how that I out. revealed it on Wednesday. Ah. So you should listen to that one. I will. You should listen to both. Oh, I will. They're fun. Uh all right, Noel. I also uh saw us. Where? Where did you see us? Um, I saw it at North DeCab. Oh, I see. Which is not my favorite theater to go to, the movie but it's us. the closest. Oh, you thought you meant you and me. I thought yeah, you saw us out in the <laughs> wild. That would be very us-like, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what did you think? I Well, here's the deal, everyone. Uh, we can talk about this without spoiling it, but if you really don't want to hear anything, just give us a few minutes. I think we should do an exercise in discussing a movie without spoiling anything. Right. Um, we can do it. I thought it was great mm-hmm. and a lot of fun, and I just love, love, love his movies so far. It's just like he's so good at taking these things you've seen a million times or that have been established by, like, you know, Jaws or Hit Psycho or something, these yeah. vibes or tropes even, and just, like, flip them just enough where it feels mm-hmm. fresh. And it doesn't even feel like a Tarantino-esque, like, pastiche. Not at all. It's like his own thing. You can't even put your finger quite on what makes it so special. Agreed. It's, like, familiar but new. Yeah. it's He's he's just great. Yeah. They're awesome. I love both of them. I don't even want to compare them. Um, Us was so fun and creepy and, like, his use of music, and it was funny again in all the right places. Tim Heidecker and Elizabeth Moss were so great. 
he's awesome. Uh, the, I mean, the whole cast, man. If like if she doesn't get an Academy Award or at least a nomination, she won't win an Academy Award for I a agree. horror movie. Yeah, no, there's not so, even a horror movie though. They're the Academy doesn't like horror movies. Like, what's her name from uh, Tony Collette from Hereditary should have won a damn. I at think, least gotten a nod, but I think this has a chance. Maybe you know the thing too that was cool about this isn't even something I think about directly because of the fact that it was so good. Like the the use of them playing with themselves, right? And the way it's staged, you totally forget about. You forget it. that it's even a thing. Yeah, the closest thing I can think of that did it this well was the movie Dead Ringers, the Cronenberg movie, oh, where sure. Jeremy Irons like plays his yeah. twin brothers, uh-huh. and they used like that was really early motion capture technology yeah. or whatever. But that was one where it just felt like two. Yeah, yeah, adaptation too. Adaptation did do a great job. That's right. Uh huh. Totally forgot it's, about that. Uh, it's to get to play two roles like that. That voice man just like I crawl out of my skin when I think about that sound. Did it scare you, Chuck? <laughs> oh man! It creeped my girlfriend out quite a lot. <laughs> Maybe it's because you did that in the middle of the night or something. It's also, and then after we saw Hereditary, I kept doing, you know. Oh right! I'm sure people love that. That's not original or cute at all. <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, so no, not even a comparison to Get Out in that, except in that they both have these Twilight zone kind of conceits where it's somewhere between science fiction and mm-hmm. horror, yep. but also grounded in, you know, reality and like current. Yeah, so good. They're, they're like, there's a statement so far with both of these movies that he's not beating you over the head with, but mm. it's there. Yep. Uh, I loved it, man. I thought it was so good. I can't wait to see his career continue oh dude funny story i was texting with a friend of mine who lives in la who just sold his house to congratulate him and he's like you'll never believe who my new park kid playground buddy is. no way yep oh like jordan peele's kid is there mm-hmm. yeah and they're about the same age i think and he, they just end up sitting and talking about daycares and schools and sports <sighs> and stuff and you know because it's not like what are you gonna just sweat him about every detail about his career that's not how you do that no you got to play it cool you got to play it cool but Here's how, what you do. You play it cool, like you said. Talk about kids, a little bit of sports, and then just pepper in just, a little thing pepper. every now and then. You do a little dusting. Like, oh, by the way, I, I saw that, uh, what was that, Get Out movie that, that you did? That thing you did. <laughs> that was pretty cool. <laughs> pretty great. <laughs> and I kind of worship you and think you're awesome. And I love Key and Peele. Key and Peele. Oh, God. When is he going to put him in a movie of his? I'm sure that'll happen. But you know what? I also think I also kind of don't think he's ever going to be in one of his own movies, right? He seems mm. like he's done with even. I think I even seen he said he was done with acting or done really? with being in front of the camera. And this well, is what he wants who, to who do. was the guy who played the the dad in this in Us? I can't remember his name. He was in uh, Black Panther, and he was so great. Yeah, he felt a bit like a, a like a Jordan Peele surrogate. Kind of did like the he goofy, looks like yeah, him a little yes. bit, but like a bigger guy. Yes, no, I, uh, I agree. Yeah. agree. And he kind of has that like. Obama voice a little bit, you uh-huh. know, a kind of like a little bit of a goofball dad kind of voice, yeah. you know. I love that Obama's a goofball dad. Doesn't he seem like it? He seems like a like a sweet totally. dude. I bet he's yeah. fun, like us. He's just like us, Noel. That's we're basically the same three guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Noel. Uh, we've got a new segment here called Corrections Corner. <laughs> Because uh, we make mistakes. Uh, I make mistakes, Noel. You make mistakes. I don't make mistakes, Chuck. Guests uh, of the show on the interview dishes make mistakes. That's fair. Because we're just having a conversation. You and I will look stuff up every now and then now, but you're not going to do that in the middle of an of a interview. No. I don't even like to call them interviews. It makes me uneasy. 
I kind of like hearing these, though. Some people it annoys. Maybe I just don't hear them enough. That doesn't hasn't quite gotten under my skin. The corrections? I like hearing them. No, it's good. Um, Josh and I have a long history of correcting our stuff, which mm-hmm. is, you know, you get stuff wrong. So we're going to do this at the top of every show, everyone. And I have pinned this uh, post to the top of the Movie Crush uh, Facebook page, Movie Crush with Chuck Bryant is how you look that up. And um, so it's pinned there at the top. Leave your corrections. And I'm just going to go through like a couple of these at the top of the show every week. Um, Not spend too much time on them because who wants to like dive deep into corrections? Maybe not too deep. (laughs) We'll do a little dip a toe. All right. Daniel Smith says, Manhattan clam chowder is the red one. New England clam chowder is the white. I totally know this, so I have no idea. Did you get it wrong? Did I get that wrong? I don't remember talking about chowder at all, actually, but... I know my chowders. Yeah. Manhattan is the red. New England is the one you think of. That's the classic creamy... Creamy white deliciousness. Yeah. yeah. And the red is almost more like a tomato-y... It's tomato-based. Who, who wants soup? that? that is, that's not... That, I don't even think of that as clam chowder. Stick it, Manhattan. All right. We'll go with Skylar Ward here. Uh, our old pal Skylar says, Lord of the Rings... Was only three movies. Uh, yes, only. One for each book. The Hobbit, however, was three forking movies for one book. Oh, I think I said something like the last, the, the one, last was one was divided into two. That's right. right. Okay, well. They did that with Harry Potter, though, I believe. Well, like the Deathly Howls was... I certainly wouldn't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think I was just... You know, since I love Harry Potter so much, I tend to just oh, think man. everything is just like Harry We don't like even Harry plan Potter. for that to come up, and it just comes up. It just does. It's just um, where my heart is. So some people are just having fun and not leaving real corrections. I get it, everybody. Uh, let me see here. Oh, this is a good one. Carolyn uh, McGovern Santiago says, this week you talked about Wild Things, the movie, and said it was Denise Richards and Naomi Campbell, not Nev Campbell. That, that was, was a, probably me. Maybe so. That, that feels like it was me. That might have been your subconscious talking. You might have wanted to see Naomi Campbell in that role. Well, I know that's I possible, would of course. But Nev was just <laughs> fine. I had a huge crush on Nev Campbell. No, from she was great. Scream and Party of Five and all that stuff. I know who Nev Campbell is. I, that was a Freudian slip, I bet, <laughs> Chuck. That's exactly what that was. Uh, all right. That's it for Corrections Corner. We'll just do a couple of those every week. Here's the thing. Saving money with Geico is almost better than playing pickup basketball. Because there's always that guy who joins your game. He never passes the rock, he constantly bricks threes, and he'll completely hack you and then put his hands up and say, no foul, no foul. With GEICO, it's easy to switch and save on car insurance. No need to fake an ankle sprain because you're absolutely exhausted. So switch and save with GEICO. It's almost better than sports. Hey, it's Ben, Henry, and Marcus, hosts of The Last Podcast on the Left. Our show's dedicated to uncovering hilariously horrifying stuff. And now we're only on Spotify. Join us. If you want. Obviously, we'd never force anyone to just blindly join us. That'd be crazy. But if you like stories about doomsday cults who do exactly that and more, please join us on Spotify. Visit Spotify.com slash last podcast to listen free. And, uh, Noel, that means it's time to move on to social studies. Social studies on movie crush. Well, we got a couple of social studies coming up here. Uh, and we're going to revisit the old best last line of a movie that we did uh, a bit ago. And I left that one up there. And here we go with uh, Dan Stillhard Browdy. Can you read the book to me again tomorrow as you wish? 
Oh, well, come now. That was us, uh, The Princess Bride, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. That is a good one. Because um, you kind of learned that all the catchphrases, like, in the in the um, fantasy story, the the movie, I guess, sure. the guy that the grandpa's reading came from his imagination, or or at least they, they shared this kind of, like, That's right. experience. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. They're making that to a musical in... Uh, about half the people were, well, I'd say less than that. About 20% of the people were like, awesome, and 80% were like, ugh, don't ah. do it. I wonder how Ted Cruz feels about it. You know, he's a big Princess Bride fan. Uh, yeah. Mandy Patinkin, like, came on Twitter and really was like, could you really, on it. could you really stop, please? Oh, really? Yeah, because he, he there's a video. You can look up Ted Cruz <laughs> reciting scenes from The Princess Bride oh, and doing the voices and everything. Oh, good Lord, yeah, no. It's, it's not good. Um Oh, boy. How do you feel about the Beetlejuice musical? There is a Beetlejuice Broadway musical. I, th- I think they're overdoing it with all that stuff. Yeah. Broadway has become as bad as movies as far as just unoriginality. That's I mean, true. Hamilton. And there's plenty of great on Broadway. Trust I me. I think the Beetlejuice would be fun as a musical, though. <sighs> Sorry, dude. I'm a sucker for Beetlejuice. Give me as much Beetlejuice as you got. <laughs> I'll take some more Beetlejuice, sir. More Beetlejuice, please. And God, Tim Burton, make Beetlejuice too good. Please. I'm very nervous about that. Dumbo poem. looks depressing. I got. I don't even. Why, why is he? Do, know, why does right? he keep doing these weird, sad Disney movies where he just kind of Tim Burton's it up, but just enough to make it feel weird and like right. off? Like I don't know. I have no desire to see Dumbo. Hopefully, my daughter won't know that there's such a thing. Um, let me see here. John B. McCarty. Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Pretty classic. I don't think I, I don't recognize it. It's I, mean, be, I recognize the line. But it's got to be Casablanca, I think. Ah, I think you're right. There's one line that everyone thinks is from that movie that he didn't say in that movie. Play it again, Sam, or here's looking at you, kid. One of those. Oh, maybe so. Can't remember which yeah. one. I have never seen Casablanca. Didn't you say you hadn't for a while either? I still haven't. Okay. Okay, Alan Richardson, this is a good one. At the end of Army of Darkness, hail to the king, baby. Classic. From the great Bruce Campbell. Uh, Christina Martin from the Big Lebowski. Say, friend, got any more of that good sarsaparilla? Good last line. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Danielle Felito. Great name. It's too bad she won't live, but then again, who does? That is from Blade Runner, the narration edition. Uh-huh. Did we talk about that? What do you we think about that? We did. Um, you like the narration? Isn't it like, wait, isn't the narration in the original theatrical release? I think so. And then the director's cut. And Ridley cut, Scott did not want it. The director's cut does not have it. That's right. Because it, I, I think we talked about how it felt like Hollywood kind of hand-holding and saying, ah, audiences aren't going to be smart enough to know what's going on that if you don't kind sure of feed it, it to them. Can't but you it, get Harrison Ford just to read what's going on? <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, though, some of that was, there were some good lines in that. In no, it wasn't like poorly written. Yeah. I think it was still written by Hampton Fancher and mm-hmm. the other guy, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, You know, I, I, have, I don't think I've seen the uh, director's cut, if I'm being honest. I have not seen the non-dialogue, oh. the non-VO version. You have a Blade Runner-sized hole in the middle of your body right now. That it's we just half a about. hole, though. It's just half a hole. <laughs> um, oh, Gail Kuntz, our old friend from Ohio. The last line of Psycho, I'm not even going to sort that fly. I hope they're watching. They'll see. They'll see and they'll know and they'll say, why, she wouldn't even harm a fly. Ugh. Yeah. 
So good. That's actually scary. Yeah, man. Like just now you were scared a little bit? I was a little scared, Chuck. I was a little scared of you. I started feeling my trust for you draining away because I was like, wait a minute. Who is this Why is Chuck wearing a dress? Me? Yeah, that, well, I've been wondering that since you walked in the room. But Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That was a little weird. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just a different choice. You just, I don't know. I mean, I wear plenty of dresses, but I think the fact that it was like clearly a grandma's dress from the 1940s. Yes. Was and, a and that gray wig is a little off-putting too, Chuck, I have to say. I'm not rocking my usual micro mini. No, that's also true. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's just do a couple of more sure. things because we blabbered for so long. Uh, Tony Reichenberger from the movie The Artist, With Pleasure. I never saw that. I saw it right when it came out. And, uh, I mean, it's great. And yeah. it makes sense that Hollywood would love it because it's this classic, you know, Busby Berkeley kind yeah, of yeah. musical extravaganza. That's why they loved La La Land so much. It just feels yeah. like they go out for that kind sure, of nostalgia stuff. Yeah. Um, I feel like that movie, though, not La La Land, but the artist is like, seems like it kind of went away from the public consciousness Absolutely, very quickly. Absolutely it did. Like, I've forgotten about it. I don't hear a lot of people talking about that film. I kind of think because it has the feel of like a foreign film or like something, it has the feel of a much smaller film. And I think a lot of key people really, really loved it, but maybe the public at large didn't, wasn't aware enough of it or something. Maybe. There's a dog performance that people really love. There's like a cute little Oh, dog right, right, right. I that, remember that. Yeah. It was on the red carpet and all I that stuff. So, yeah. That's fun. All right. We'll finish up with one more uh, from Matt uh, Rabe or Rob. I'm going to add a line to the preceding line that he typed to. I don't know. Maybe it was Utah. Raising Arizona and all. Ah, yeah. That's one I haven't seen still. I feel like we should just start a new podcast called Knowles Holes. That's that would be a very short podcast, Chuck. It would be about raising Arizona and Blade Runner, the uh, the, narr- the non narration version, because I've seen everything else. You have seen everything else. It's Women's History Month, and there's no better way to celebrate than by hearing from amazing women who are making history and changing the world for the better. Learn from leaders like Katie Couric. I wanted little boys and little girls to see that a woman can do that job confidently and competently. Tori Birch. Women are great investments. That is something I know. Andrea Jung. The concept of a network of women, which can be small or it can be large, is really one of the most powerful things I've had the opportunity to see. And many more. Listen to Seneca Women Conversations on Power and Purpose on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Noel, we're going to finish up with another social studies. And this, I went uh, t- the TV route and just said, let's do a Saturday uh, Saturday Night Live tribute and name your favorite all-time cast member along with the favorite character that they played. Think on yours, unless you know. No, I, 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 I kind of have to think. There's so many choices. So many choices. It is really tough because my first thought was Will Ferrell because he's so great in every – skit he did. My next thought was Kristen Wiig. And then I just started thinking about, oh my God, like there's a thousand. It's too much. Too much. I, I Eddie mean, Murphy? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. John Belushi? It's out of control. It's out of control. Bill Murray? 
No, I guess I would. I mean, the thing is, though, I know Bill Murray more for his acting stuff than I do from his SNL stuff, and the the later ones, like the Bill Haters and the you know Kristen Wiggs, I know oh, so some key sketches that are that I can think of them about. Keenan Thompson, what's his name too? Like Will Will Ferrell. My favorite sketch that he does. Oh, there's several, but the one where he's the creepy old pervy guy in the hot tub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fine plates of meats and yes, cheeses. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Go- goblets of wine. <laughs> When we make love. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it's like so something about beneath beneath the water's surface yes. there's a, a flurry of activity. <laughs> and who is it? Rachel Dratch? She's his like creepy girlfriend. So, Dratch was so good on that show and too, she man. She sort of talks in like this yeah. weird. Oh, it's, just, it, it's like oh, I love those the best, man. That are just really funny and weird and just absurd. Yeah, it's so great. <laughs> Um, oh man, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Farrell as far as like a, his SNL work because yeah. I think you kind of have to think of it like that, I right? Know. You know who one of the weirdest, greatest cast members ever to me was uh, Forte. He did the weirdest characters. Well, I can't think of any that he he had. did. I mean, he did the uh, the Falconer. Was that it? Oh wait, he was also MacGruber, right? Wasn't well, he? he was MacGruber. Sure, yeah. that was okay. fantastic. Yeah. All right, let's just go ahead and get going here, everybody. Uh, Jim Franks said, does it get any better than Will Ferrell as Alex Trebek and Daryl Hammond as Sean Connery in Celebrity Jeopardy? It's fantastic. It's hard to get, hard to top that. Yeah, it's so funny. And it was the two of them. It was the way that rivalry, <laughs> you know. Absolutely. And then occasionally throw in Norm MacDonald as Burt Reynolds and like you're all set. Mm-hmm. All right, our old pal, uh, Gemma Marie, says uh, Bill Hader's uh, Stefan... Beloved character. Very funny. Very funny. It was almost like a, it was kind of like Mango, like a little bit, like an over-the-top kind of performance diva kind of character, uh-huh. <laughs> but like a little more grounded. I don't yeah. know. I really, really love that character, too. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Joshua Brennan. This is such a fun segment. I love remembering these characters. Uh, Joshua Brennan says, Tracy Morgan as Brian Fellows. <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't think so. Brian Fellows was a was a uh, like a a nature show host uh, guy. Like uh, what's his face? David Attenborough or something that died by Stingray. Oh, uh, oh the crocodile hunter. Yeah. Steve Irwin. Yeah. He was sort of like Irwin, but he didn't know anything about animals. <laughs> <laughs> so like there would be like a peacock or something, and he'd be like. Look at that crazy dog with those feathers. <laughs> That's great. And he always like mix up even what the animal was. Oh, okay, I gotta look this up. Oh my god, I love Keenan though, man. He's a kind of an unsung hero of SNL because oh, yeah. you know, I knew him from like Good Burger and like uh-huh. all that, which is like the kids yeah. kind of sketch show on Nickelodeon or whatever when I was a kid. He's a cool guy, and too, he's man. been in the cast I think for the longest now yeah. of anyone that's that's on. Yeah, I got to get him in here. He's, he's from Atlanta. Is he really? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. He's so consistent, though. Like, he is just so, so consistent, consistent with, with whatever, the, however they use him. You know, uh-huh. he's amazing. <laughs> what's up with that? Is that the name of the show? It no, was what's called, up with that? It was called what's All it? That. All That? Yeah, it was like, it was called All That. Was that when they did the dance at the beginning? Yeah. And Sudeikis was doing the running man? Oh, and... no, no, I'm talking about the, sh- the show on Nickelodeon, All That. There's oh, like, no, I don't know what that is. So, okay, well, it's a thing. <laughs> you remember Good Burger? Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? I was way too old for that stuff, you, but you, I, I you know were. it existed. Yes, it did. I almost outdate Nickelodeon, Noel. That's how old I am. I remember the very beginnings <laughs> of Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah, I was a little old. It was a little bit slightly under my pay grade. That's fair. That's fair. 
Uh, Kara, ooh, goodness me. Chrysostomo. That's a great name. And a great accent. Uh, Gilda Radner as uh, Rosanna Rosanna Dana. Classic, classic character. Uh, Eric Knight says Chris Farley, the Colombian decaf coffee crystals hidden camera reaction guy, Michael Huff. <laughs> I remember that bit. That was funny. Um, let me see here. Rachel Dratch is Debbie Downer. That's from Jenna Morning Sturgis. Debbie Downer lives on today is one of the great memes. Uh, Rob Johnston says Phil Hartman, uh, damn near everything he touched was gold, but for the sake of the post, I'll say unfrozen caveman lawyer. <laughs> that was great, and I used to love uh, Hartman, Lovitz, and Kevin Nealon doing uh, Tarzan, Frankenstein, and uh, Tonto. <laughs> Which is a little problematic now, kind yeah. of, with yeah. the Tonto thing. You can't really make fun of Frankenstein. Oh, no, wait. I know what you meant. It's funny, Chuck. It's very funny. It was so good, though. Because it was uh, Hartman was Frankenstein, and they would be singing songs, and he would just be going, ah. <laughs> uh, Brad Twinning, Chris Farley, and the Chris Farley Show. Classic. Still oft, uh, often homaged and lampooned, the Chris Farley Show. I don't think I remember this. That was where he was the he was had an interview show and he was just really like completely nervous and beat himself up. Okay, yes. Yes. Like Paul McCartney. Yeah. Like remember when you were in the Beatles? <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's there's that's the that's the catchphrase. He kind of pauses and is like yeah. mm. <laughs> that that was awesome. Uh Tammy Mitchell says Dana Carvey way underrated. Uh I would agree with that as Garth uh, that's her favorite character. Garth was good. Uh, Molly Shannon, uh, that is from Katen Jojo Maine, uh, Mary Catherine Gallagher. Holy crap, I can't handle it. I agree. And Molly Shannon, I've gushed and gushed about her on the show. She is a dream guest. I just want to hug her neck. Seems like such a nice lady. Uh, let me see here. Don Kuby Cubes, our old friend. Uh, she says it's her favorite show. So hard to choose. Uh, she's going to go with Keenan Thompson as DeAndre Cole and Kristen Wiig as literally anything. I don't know if I could pick a favorite Kristen Wiig character. Uh, Target Lady is up there for me because it's so weird and funny. I'm, I feel like my SNL knowledge is very spotty. <laughs> like I feel like there's a handful of folks that I know pretty well. Yeah. And I know Kristen Wiig, obviously, but I don't. I can't. Target pinpoint. Lady, she played the the cashier at a Target. Uh, in like Minnesota and she had this heavy accent and it was just really funny how Got she it. said stuff. And then, of course, the other uh, bit I liked from Kristen Wiig was when she played the sister with the tiny baby hands. <laughs> the singing sisters. So good. Uh, we're going to have to continue this in another week for sure because there's way too much good stuff here, Noel. I'm going to go through a couple of more. Gene Sharp says Jan Hooks and Nora Dunn as the Sweeney sisters. Uh, Gene, that's one of my fave all-time bits. Me and my good friend Eddie still do a little Sweeney Brothers bit every now and then. Uh, Mitchell Bass says Chris Farley as Matt Foley. A lot of people pick that. In a van down by the river. Very classic, Noel. He's like a, an effective motivational speaker, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was great. Uh, Kristen Glenn Kister, our old pal, says, can we talk about Tim Meadows as the ladies' man? Mm, yeah. I used to love that. Tim Meadows went to the, for a while, I went to the Hollywood YMCA when I lived there. Mm -hmm. And uh, to get my morning workout in, and Tim Meadows was often there near me on the treadmills. Nice. 
and I always wanted to say hi to him. You know who else ran next to me one day? Who's that? George Thorogood. Who's George Thorogood? Is he a, the singer. He's a country singer kind of, right? No, he's bad to the bone. Bad to the bone, yeah. And I drink alone yeah, and right. every other song that sounds like that's that. That's kind of country. It's sort of like Hank Williams-y kind of uh, yeah, outlaw country sort of a rock and roll. I guess uh, that's true. Here's the thing. I hate George Thorogood. Uh-huh. Uh, but to see him, God bless him, yeah. on that treadmill doing sure. his best. Yeah. I've done the imitation of him jogging before and what it looked like. It was pretty funny. Oh, okay. He was he's he was old. He's trying to take care of himself. That's good. Let's That's just good say thing that. to do. You can't you can't fault him for that. And James LaGrose, he used to go in there. Who else? That's where you see uh, you know, a lot of the Holly, Hollywood types don't want to go to the the crunch or the uh abs with mm-hmm. a Z or mm-hmm. what you know, all those flashy things. The cube. Yeah, they're in the down low at the Hollywood Y. I like that. That makes sense. Oh, I'm a cool. Y guy. Are you a Y guy still? Uh I am a Y guy. No. East mm-hmm. Lake Y. Yep. Where I go to go? that one. I go to East Lake Y. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't been in there in a while, so you probably haven't seen me. That's fair. <laughs> All right. I think that does it for this week. We're going to definitely continue that SNL bit in the future because uh, that was a lot of fun and we just ran out of time today. So for Noel Brown, I've been Chuck Bryant. And for Chuck Bryant, I've been Noel Brown. Good day. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. What if you could learn from the world's most inspiring women? Now you can. Introducing Seneca Women, conversations on power and purpose. We bring you purpose-driven, actionable ideas and insights from leaders such as Tori Birch, Madeline Albright, Katie Couric, Valerie Jarrett, Andrea Jung, and many more. Listen to Seneca Women, Conversations on Power and Purpose on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Richard Blaze, and I'm a chef and restaurateur who has judged or competed on nearly every cooking show. And now I've found a way to judge on a podcast. On my new podcast, Food Court with Richard Blaze, amazing guests bring their food arguments to my court, and I settle them once and for all. You think ranch is better than blue cheese? Prove it. You hate pineapple on pizza? Convince me. The first season of Food Court with Richard Blaze is up, and you can subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Food Court with Richard.